another episode of middle of the road the podcast this week we are discussing jordan peele's second film and that is us stars lapita nyango winston duke what are the kids names sean hottie right joseph and evan alex as well as a little bit of elizabeth moss and tim heidecker keeping it spoilery to the context of the trailer i would have loved to see this movie without the trailer by the way just putting that out there. Some double gangers show up of Lupita and her family, and they want something from them. And that's all we're really gonna say about the movie's plot before jumping into spoilers. Um, I'm gonna let Ben quickly tell us his thoughts. You can read more of them on the website at middleofrow.com where he reviewed the movie for us. But Ben, what'd you think of us? Okay, I honestly, I haven't enjoyed a movie this much since Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I absolutely loved everything about this movie. Every scene, every character, just everything in it was incredible. I, I even like the weakest part of the movie, which is one of the kids, was still fantastic. I think you're way wrong on that. Like, I understand it's like shades of weakness, but the the girl, it's, it's, it, you were down on Shandi Wright Joseph, right? Correct? Yes. Oh, yes. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. I hard disagree. All the boos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. I think it's, I mean, doppelgangers have been done before, but the story that this is about, I mean, incredibly original. I think it has some pretty. I think I think Peel has a message to say, and it, it makes it through the film. It's and just the whole thing is smart, terrifying, and surprisingly hilarious. And not many movies can do a horror comedy. No other movie has done a horror comedy balance, or it can go from terrifying to you know gut busting, then right back to terrifying like on a dime. I not even like Shaun of the Dead has done stuff like that. Was Shaun of the Dead scary at all? I think the third act of Shaun of the Dead's kind of creepy. I don't know. I've never seen a horror comedy that was scary. I think really. Shaun of the Dead's scarier than this movie. Putting that out there. I didn't find the movie scary. I found it a fun thrill ride. And I think the middle hour is incredible. And the opening 30 minutes or so is, is good. It's great little character build up. But I really couldn't. Uh, while the ending was entertaining, I just, I don't think he landed anything he was going for. But that is a spoiler discussion. Someone cancels Zach. So then you go, John. Yeah, I thought this was great. I will say, I thought your comment of, of, I wish I had seen this movie without seeing the trailer, I thought that was interesting, because one of my big takeaways from this movie was, yeah, pretty much the entire movie was in the trailer, almost. But... I don't think so. (laughs) Well, okay, not obviously. That's a exaggeration. I mean, they show a lot from the end of the movie in the, but you have no no context, context for it. You have yeah. no context, and you have no 
you're still left in the dark yeah. over where it's going and what the resolution's going to be. And maybe that's because of the context of it being a horror kind of like mystery film or whatever. But yeah, I, I seeing all of that in the trailer did not take away from my enjoyment of this film. And maybe oh, that I'm also... Saying, I'm not saying it took away. I, like I said, I enjoyed the fucking hell out of this movie. It was so much fun to watch. I'm just saying, I think I might have... It might have even elevated a little higher. Oh, if, uh, like all of a I, sudden... Okay. Doppelgangers yeah. were showing up, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" So. No, okay, yeah. Do you want? I, I, I agree with you on that. It's interesting that I remember the tweets where he said that Get Out is a documentary and Us is a horror film, and I feel like maybe that was misconstrued. Whereas people thought he wasn't going to be as thoughtful or like meaningful with this film. I would say he's not. I disagree. I think this meaning and. I think this, maybe this has to do with, like, some things that I've read post-watching the film and that kind of thing. But I think there's so much subtext in this movie that's really interesting to digest and really interesting to ponder about. I would say everything I've read post-movie has only made things more cloudy and more confusing and make me think that it. my initial gut reaction was... I know where you're coming from. There's a lot of interesting ideas out there, but I don't think the movie has the, the groundwork laid there for it. We'll get into all that stuff in spoilers. Yeah. Lauren, go. I really enjoyed it. I didn't, like, maybe it's just because I haven't seen the trailer enough. The only thing I really remember from the trailer is that I've got five on it scene. So I didn't really <laughs> feel going into this like anything was spoiled for me. I mean, I... I guessed a lot of things that were going to happen from the very beginning of the movie, but even yes. then, I still enjoyed everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm with you right there. So I like, I mean, when you get into, this will be the spoiler section, but I'll just say, Jordan Peele asks you to not look too deeply at certain things, because if you look too close, a lot of the world he's built Mm-hmm. crumbles immediately yeah, yeah it, or it doesn't crumble but it's just like well, it just like mm, maybe not it doesn't so make sense it's work. not congruent <laughs> it doesn't line up yeah i get what you're saying yeah and i'm not my complaints with it not sticking its landing isn't like a logistical problem with how this world works it's mm-hmm. more just like i i it feels like he's going for some grand conclusions yeah that i don't have anything behind it yeah like i definitely don't think this one said as much as like you said i don't think it has as much to say as get out but get out's message is also very in your face from interesting yeah huh um the the, and i i'm not i'm not that deep of an intellectual so (laughs) (laughs) i i i have no problem with a movie not making logical sense as long as it's working to be entertaining yeah that 100 works and i'll say the same thing for this (laughs) as i said with um your next i love a good horror film where you have hope for the people surviving like i love people that fight Mm -hmm. back (laughs) yeah and that's all i'll say on that what do you got to say about mother over there ben you're just saying that you like you're you can like if a movie doesn't make sense you're okay with with that as long as its message is clear no just as long as it's entertainingly and well made like mother was um okay so that's four yeses on us it's the first time we've done that in a while i think on a new release um ben is at mass ben put it on his letterbox favorite movies that's how high ben is yeah he had five out of five you had four out of five i put Mm. i put it i put it there because i'm doing like uh that's my favorite movie of the year so far Mm, okay it's a little teaser so what would you give it john number wise 
Uh, four out of five. This is probably one of the most unique films I've seen. I know the doppelganger thing has been done before in horror, but this still felt so unbelievably fresh of a movie. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I felt weird because thinking about this movie, I don't have a huge background in horror, whether it's like the slasher franchises that uh, are really well known, like Halloween, Friday the 13th, etc., but I also don't have a background in, like, this the one-offs. Like, I think of the Hitchcock films, right? Like, I haven't seen any of them, really. I've seen parts of Psycho. But I feel like this is, like, he's going into Hitchcock territory. He just made, like, two really well-acclaimed, well-received, high-succeeding uh I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Hitchcockian. I wouldn't say Hitchcockian. Like, I can see where you're, you're going with that. Like, his movies are of, like, of that caliber, but the difference is they're not like they're not creating a genre in itself. Like Psycho Psycho created the slasher genre. Like the reason so many like Halloweens, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nightmares exist is because of Psycho. I don't think us will as much as I love us. I don't think it's going to inspire a whole new genre. You know. But I don't know. I feel like just Jordan Peele on the whole could inspire a whole new. Um this generation of filmmakers to do what he's that's doing. That's true. That's true. As so a long really story worried. short, we all gave the movie four, of five, four out of five or greater. I, I'm really worried about the internet lifting Jordan Peele's greatness up way Well, I'm not saying he has to, to be great. Again. I'm just saying he could oh, no. inspire people by doing Oh, no, I agree. But I, I, this separate thought, I just think their people are... I think people are saying I, a lot of things about him that he's going to have to. And I'm just worried about what the reaction is going to be to his third movie, even if yeah. it's really great again, like this is, but it's not something well, that, I mean, you never know. He could everything. have an M night Shyamalan just dive. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, people Spielberg and Shalaman are the directors I'm seeing thrown around with him. Like which path will he fall down? I can, I can see it now. Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele attached to direct new, uh, Netflix. Avatar remake. Oh no. <laughs> Hopefully he's more accepting of Netflix films. Yeah. Go see us. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier, John. Just, um, you just wanted to cut me off instead. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, I, felt that was, I felt that was right, you know. <laughs> Go see us. We all think you should. Would you, I mean, one last bit. For people that are afraid that it's too scary, would I, I mean, Ben thinks it's really terrifying. But no. what did Lauren, no, Lauren, Lauren thought it was a, a, a movie that's I mean, not. I wasn't scared by it. I was scared for the characters, but that yeah, doesn't mean I was yeah. scared. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's the most terrifying movie I've ever mm. seen. But it's definitely one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long while. Like, I think the last time a movie freaked me out like this was probably it. I think the only time a movie scared me really, besides E.T., of course, was The Descent, mm. and that's because of the whole cla- at... like claustrophobia thing. I, I was laughing at it. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I was laughing at this movie too, but I was supposed to be yeah in a good way. Lapita, if I could chime in, um, at first I didn't think I was going to be super scared by this movie, but Lapita Nyong'o gives a performance that is probably one of mo- the most terrifying, and that has haunted me since seeing this movie. Yeah, I I call I said it's like the embodiment of nightmare fuel. It is just 
and you talk down on Shahadi's performance, but I love just like just watching these people. It's like that no, had to be so sh- much fun. Like that. Oh yeah. Not to. All right, are we in spoilers yet? No. Okay. I was just gonna say one of the scenes where she's acting against her doppelganger, and they're just doing like a cat and mouse thing. Like I thought that was done really well. Just to think about her doing both sides of this scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Like, uh, you're not I, saying she's bad. You're just saying she, that just, she was your least favorite. Yeah. I get it. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I. I don't think I could. Sep- I couldn't even parcel out who I like the least out of the six main people. But the cast as a whole is fantastic. I think Winston Duke yeah. is also a revelation of of <laughs> guy who can do as as a guy playing Jordan Peele. He's really really good. <laughs> I mentioned. I mentioned him in the review. I said like second funniest performance I've seen all year. And uh, I don't know how anyone could fit in a bed next to him. He was. <laughs> That was such a great moment, though. A friend of mine texted me, like, like after he saw it, and I was like, what'd you think? Winston Duke needs a bigger bed. Yeah. <laughs> bed a king size for a king. Well, I guess he's not a king. He's but he's a, a tribe leader. Yeah, he's not king. Go see us. Turn away now, if you haven't seen it, and then come back and listen to a spoilery discussion about it. So, spoilers? Sure. Spoilers! Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. So, what do we want to talk about first here? Can I say that the reason I said Winston Duke is the second funniest performance I've seen all year is because the other dad was the funniest. Oh, Tim Heidecker. you like, yeah. oh my god, that, like, the, the hair thing when she's reaching for his hand. Oh, yeah. Fucking legendary. <laughs> I could not. Oh my god! It's just like all the 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 body language he gave off that entire time was just like that. Oh, you kids, kind of thing, and it was so good. Oh. Yeah, Andrew's just great because it was weird because he was the only doppelganger that had a lot of personality, mm-hmm. so it was really off-putting at first. It was like, oh, okay, we're going this route now. <laughs> like that makes him even scarier somehow. <laughs> Maybe the maybe the hatred of his his tethered's wife like, like went through. I almost I didn't know whether He's or not just doing the, stand up down below. The movie was also <laughs> trying to imply that the tethered were also in a lot of important ways the very opposite of their real life counterparts. Like I didn't take it that no, way. I don't think so. I think it was just they grew up in a world where they were not given the luxuries yeah. of life yeah speech education yeah or having fully functioning or food other than raw rabbit (laughs) that's that switch at the end clearly shows that like if a tethered is raised in the human world they can be Mm -hmm. you know a functioning member of society Mm -hmm. it's true heidecker i mean it does he stands out from the rest but i also just feel like it was like he made a choice either on the state or, or Peel. I don't know if it's a script thing or something he brought to the performance, but it was just a like, hey, this could be a great way to counteract yeah. the terror. Of I this. mean, he definitely fit the personality of someone who would have a boat named Biatch. Like, Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, before I forget, um, did you guys notice the VHS tapes on the side of Adelaide's TV in the beginning? I just saw Chud. I've heard plenty of people comment on them, but yeah. yeah so I ahead. couldn't I couldn't read one of them, so I googled it, and it's so... The first one is The Man with Two Brains. That's the one I couldn't read, which is hinting at the connection between Adelaide and Red. This one, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
No. Goonies, because like the 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 finale is underground, and Red even mimics it like the. Uh, Admission: says, I have not seen the Goonies. It's amazing. You should. Lauren, I am uh, in the same boat. No, Chud is more of a reference to the underground. Though. Well, Chud is Chud is a reference to the monsters attacking people above ground. Yeah. So it's like, oh, and uh, but but uh. Both can- things can be the I'm same sorry, reference, uh, guys. Red, red, red straight up, like, mimics it. She says, it's our time up there. It's our time. It's our time up there. Which, in Goonies, oh, the main character says, it's our time. It's yeah. our time down here. I've seen Goonies. I get the reference, Ben. Well, um, we no, haven't, clever, or though. I haven't. So calm your horses. <laughs> but it's like, it's, I, I loved that. I also, I just, I, I love that the, the tethered are holding hands the first time we see them. So they're, they're even, they're even tethered there in a sense to each oh other. Oh my God. I was so upset that when she, when he said there's a family on our driveway, I just wanted him to be like, there's a family on our driveway. Can I have a glass of water? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was the other, like when they start breaking in, I love that she has, she uses the key in his line. It's like, what kind of white people shit? Yeah. Like I, because they're, they're, I've seen that in so many neighborhoods, and I'm like, oh my god, thank god, you. Never would I ever <laughs> use one of those. When I rewatched the movie, actually, that's an interesting thing that I'd want to look at, to Ben, what you're talking about. Like, what the references are to o- original Adelaide's youth being brought up in the later timeline. Because, because like, the Hands Across America thing is you know is the most obvious of that like she used this as her inspiration for her revenge plot or whatever but then i also appreciated that it was like a however old she a child's thinking there was no thought really behind it that it was just like is one of my biggest complaints why is mm-hmm. that not the first thing she says when she's in that living room talking to the family well she, she she this person it. stole her life oh yeah like how um, does that not come up till the end of the movie? Because it's I mean, a movie, then you don't have a movie. Come up, but you don't yeah. have a movie, but yeah. yeah. But also, I it's also interesting because I went, I saw it a second time. Um, yes, uh, yeah, wait, yesterday. Wait, uh, Zach, did you hold on real quick? Can we clarify who has seen this multiple times? No, probably one. just me. Oh, just Ben, uh, Zach. I thought you mentioned oh, ben that saw you saw it a second time. Okay, I gotcha. said no. when he sees it again. Oh, okay, gotcha. But it's interesting how she she mentions like the tethered and herself she never mentions like us or we really so she's she never like describes herself as a tethered so how do you feel about the idea that she, she doesn't know if she was a tether does she remember does she remember at the end of the movie that who she was that's the question i think I she know. does I mean, yeah i think that's what the hands across america was like a total like i was out here i remember this or it um, could just be that she had that t-shirt and <laughs> that's yes. true too speaking um, of t-shirts you know michael jackson ruining another life yeah <laughs> but i think her her hatred of adelaide like the only reason she wanted to kill all of these people is because of that because see, she she had her life stolen from her she wants but see that didn't her... play that well to me the only part of that relationship that played for me looking back is that the lupita nyango or adelaide character that we knew from the beginning of the movie like we thought was the real one kept saying that she felt like this woman was going to come after her or this other one which makes perfect sense looking back it's like of course mm-hmm. she would want her life back yeah 
Yeah, but that the, the interesting thing though is I love that the duality of it. Like I, I I really don't know how I feel if 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 Adelaide that like you said the Adelaide we got to find a better way to re- refer to these people. But the Adelaide Adelaide the movie, um, the, the Adelaide Adelaide that came and up, Adelaide. We should call, no, I don't know. Yeah, we should just we should say Adelaide, Adelaide and Red. Red. Yeah. Adelaide and Red. Okay, Red but is the other one. I think it's Red. really interesting if Adelaide and Ben, you can speak to this too since you've seen it twice. Is Adelaide's fear because she's talking about like she ran away, and I believe her. Like she thinks she's the one who got away. She doesn't remember that she. But the smile yeah, at the end implies she does know what she did. So I think to to me, both times seeing it, it's like that ending she remembers. Then it's like she okay. has this kind of moment because she has this look on her face, like, "Holy shit." What's going on? And then she's just like, "Well, or you know, whatever." We're gonna say she ran away. It. Could just be like as soon as she changed clothes, she ran yeah. away from that life. Yeah, that's true too. But I, I think whatever. Like I think part of it is she was she, maybe she shoved those memories so deep down that she didn't remember. I, I don't think she remembered until that last, mm-hmm. that last until it's revealed to us. But it Which, felt like when she killed the other one, it was such a satisfactory moment for her. It's hard for me not to believe she remembered. It's less satisfactory, actually, the second time through. Because now you like you understand what's going on. And then like the grunts when she kills, like she gets really into it. So she's still a bit of like... I don't know. I still yeah, think she knew. Like, I think she's just happy she protects her family. That, I mean, I could take all of that as that an interpretation as well. That she's, I, I think the interesting things looking, the most interesting moments looking back is her, after you know what happened, is the the way she interacts with the tethered versions of the kids. Yeah, when she wouldn't kill them. Yeah, she was kind of like. She felt bad for both of them. She, yeah. I well, just you took just that fe- as, you hey, feel like she let's, maybe do she doesn't enjoy kids killing faces. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, that's, that's what I got both times through. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, like a, these were almost my I don't know. Kid. Like, looking back, I feel like there was more to it. No, I definitely think looking, yeah, second time, if, if I was rewatching it, I would view it as she, she doesn't want to have to kill her, her own people. Not that just because they look like her children. Speaking of her children in that last scene, I don't like it was weird. It didn't work for me because the boy should have like he shouldn't be making any connections because it's the same woman from his very beginning of his life till now. So it's like he wouldn't yeah, be like, she, hey, he she's suddenly some, different. He saw and heard some shit in the bot down. She has seen and heard her act in such a way that he's seen the tethered act. So with of all the guttural noises yeah. that Ben was referencing... And all the like. Okay, question: Was he in that same room? Because it was very weird to tell I where think, he, yeah, was he was located. I was think in a so. Yeah. Well, I know he was in a locker, but the way it played, I felt like he was in yeah, a different you don't room. Know exactly where he was. Okay. But... I think he could hear everything that was going on, and so. Okay, if he's in the same room, then it makes sense to me. I think he was in the room that the not the room they first started in, but the no, room in the bunk room. Yeah. yeah, the room she was killed in. I think gotcha. was he was in a locker there. Yeah, yeah. the 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 ending. Speaking, I like the last ending. I like this conversation that we're having around. But I don't like <laughs> all the people who are trying to come up with these. What is the big social allegory for this movie? It's like 
I don't think. Does it's... it really matter? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, Josie it's not and the Pussycats did it better. Subliminal messages, guys. That's the way to go. It's a way easier. <laughs> I think all he was saying was just kind of like, there's the upper class, you know, some of the upper class kind of mm-hmm. chooses to ignore or is blissfully unaware of the suffering of people less fortunate that are just like them. I think that it, it's not any yeah. deeper. I mean, it also plays into the upper class being puppets of certain political powers. Yeah, that's true. It also doesn't go all the way through with that, though. It's like they try, but it failed. At the end of the movie, you're really torn. You sympathize. You're you're wondering who is the true villain of this movie. Is it Red. Adelaide? Red, Be- uh, Red no, created a the government. A, a gen- <laughs> no, Red wanted to commit genocide on the entire yeah, human Red, race. Red She's the bad vengeance. guy. But, but, <laughs> but hold on. But hold on. Do you sympathize for like for no. the suffering <laughs> that she had though? Yeah, like, she's legit a broken person from what she's been through. She's a tragic villain, but she's a villain nonetheless. And so, but but then, do you, like, does that really put Adelaide off the hook for everything that she did at the very beginning? Because at the very beginning, she attacked an innocent kid who was completely unaware of everything and just forced her into... But she herself was an innocent kid that was bound to... I, I mean, yes, it's it was, not great she that she switched out. She was an innocent kid out. who wanted out of hell, basically. Like, but and, at the, and at she the didn't, expense she, of she someone became, else, She grew up though. to be a normal person. Granted, she could have, like, like Red said, she could have taken her with her, but it was also, like, she didn't want any chance of her ending up back in that place. She, she and her, wanted to be her reaction in the moment could also be taken as... She was freaked the fuck out too that there's another person that looks just like her. But then she like, immediately uh, I, I did that say, smile. No, I just, I just, yeah, kill I disagree. I She's yeah. like, look at my luck, guys. I'm getting out of this hellhole. <laughs> it's like, I have a plan of brewing. Well, that's why I think that, that's why I'm talking about the movie not sticking the landing either. Like, I don't think that's fair to the tethered, the, the original tethered Adelaide to give her such villainous eyes at the end. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think she had villainous eyes. I think she was like, it was like, or like a, it's, I got it's you over, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It was just her putting the mask back on. It also could be her interpretation of that memory as well, because she has evil eyes when she sees herself in the ballerina mirror at the mm-hmm. earlier in the movie. So, I mean, it could be her fearing this her perceived evil version of herself out there but or that that she used to be i should say but yeah i don't i don't know i mean yes she's not an innocent but again one person wanted to murder everybody on the face of the earth the other one wanted to protect their family i I, it's pretty clear to me who the bad guy is (laughs) but like kojan but like in in the eyes again and this is this is maybe i i don't want to seem like i am putting the cause towards and like more towards any particular individual but i want it to seem more morally ambiguous because i think that's part of the message of the film trying to say hey if you look deep inside inside yourself maybe there's some things that you need to really acknowledge about the way that you enjoy your life and the way that it systematically oppresses people so yes Red wanted to murder and commit genocide, but she wanted to commit genocide against a class of people that, through their existence, had been oppressing an- another different type of people. 
I, that, so you're it's, it's still not an acceptable behavior yeah, and the majority saying, we can't just kill the upper class now john <laughs> and the majority were un, again unaware of this other group's existence yeah, like, nobody i mean aware i i mean i yeah. suppose but at the same time does that does that eliminate the tragedy and the horror of the suffering that the tethered and the no. extent of the suffering that the tethered had to witness it's not justifiable, but it's understandable almost. But you can't be sympathetic to the first the first thing you see from these people is they want to kill you. Yeah, it's they hard just want to sympathetic murder people. for you. Like, and and granted that has to do with their lack of intelligence and whatever their biological what cre- I, the I, creation, well, no, I would disagree because you know, they did see her as a savior. It was basically a cult. <laughs> yeah. But how do you how do you view in history the revolutions of the past? In a different light, how can you look at our own revolution that has started our our nation? But I think every revolution that is com- this isn't comparable to other revolutions in that this is not this is unknown oppression. It was it was created by people. It was created by a third party, and they were tethered to these other people, and neither one of them were aware of one another until Adelaide switched. Yeah, and. It's not like there's it's a conscious oppression of the lower class here. It, unless the only person that is consciously oppressing anybody is Ad, the oh, the the re- tethered Adelaide who doesn't try to save those people. If you're going to clone the entire US, US, there's a lot of people who know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but I think that also plays into sort of the message or the meaning behind it when Peel is trying to get us to understand systems of oppression. Systems of oppression are no longer over. They're no longer out in the open. That's true. They're sneaky. They're subtle. They're very systematic. And so we need, it's something that needs to be part of the part of the dialogue or part of the narrative. We we still have an ability in, I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't, the metaphor doesn't work in the context of the film as much because the people who are, aware or not aware whether they're aware or not of the oppression they are are they don't they're not aware of what's happening but you know uh, like it's you're even if even if you didn't understand how if you were a white male and you didn't understand the advantages that you have of the white male patriarchy that our world is run by you could stop and be talked to about it and be able to see it there was no one there to rationalize the oppression of the tethered except one person so that is her biggest I fault think, but I think. I think what i think what this movie is trying to do is trying to open up that dialogue or that discussion to say like sure hey, here's the system I can appreciate that's that. brutal and tragic and horrifying and this is the reaction that bit that is happening or this is the response of the oppressed people yes is it right maybe not but do you at can you at least empathize and sympathize with it to some iota and that's i can't with these tethered i can't i can't sympathize with what they did (laughs) you can't sympathize with an entire group of people forced to commit genocide (laughs) forced who have systematically been forced to live underground not experience true development of self and education you can sympathize with them but then they cross the line yeah no, for sure, and well, but that's. But at the same time, they don't really know the morals but, but, about murder, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
but John, I, John, I totally see what you're saying, and the the the, and I understand the movie takes it to an extreme, and I have sympathy for the oppressed and the little guy in our actual real world, and I wish more people would have a worldview where they could see how they are oppressing those that are below them. But in the, this movie, that doesn't mean I'm gonna be sympathetic to the actions of the tethered in this movie. I guess, like, and I guess that's where, especially since they were duped by a girl with an education of a ten. No, I guess that's, I guess <laughs> into doing. This, I guess that's fair as know. well. Um, I yeah, and I think that's just where we have to be distinct and distinguish between sympathy towards their actions and sympathy towards the reasons behind. Their plight. Yeah, their their plight and the kind of the source of their. And I especially like. When I watch when I watched this film and when I the biggest like comparison I I had was because we we talk to so much people who don't like you said Zach don't understand white privilege or don't understand Black Lives Matter and don't understand a lot of these movements that are far less controversial and far less extreme than the tethered movement than the Hands Across America. And yet there's still such a... But you actually found an actually interesting angle there. I mean, some people do perceive like Black Lives Matter means black people want to kill all the other people. And not that it means, hey, we need to be brought up to the level of everybody else and respected in that way. So I guess you're not entirely wrong there with your perception of uh, one person's perception of someone being so, you know, the privileged people are... The tethered and the people who think the people who support Black Lives Matters would be as violent as the tethered, you're onto something there. So I guess there is a little more where you're coming from. When I talked about like the societal, I think impact or societal commentary that I think Jordan Peele had, it wasn't just this idea of I think in in interviews prior to the release, a lot of people felt like it was more going to be like a personal, individual, internal like look like be self-reflective on the ways in which like maybe you can be a villain like i think that's true but i think it's also like self-reflective on society in the ways in which like ben was saying like there's a lot of hidden tragedy and hidden hidden oppression that's going on and what are the ways that we participate in that and what are the ways in which just like adelaide's self-promotion inherently what's the opposite of promoted Demoted. So, demoted, <laughs> demoted someone's social status, not and not even their social status, their quality of life. What are the ways in which we participate in society that do that? And what are the ways in which... So it's great that we can draw this conversation out of this movie, but how much credit should we give to the movie for doing that? Or is this just a couple... Of, like, I don't know. Does the movie want us to have this big of a conversation? I don't... It, I think Peel has said. Um, let me let me quote something real quick from a Los Angeles Times article. The, I don't care what Peel has said. I want to. I'm talking about what the movie says, and the movie doesn't really carry a lot of this subtext. I don't think. I mean, it does if we're picking up on it and talking about it, and it was intentional by the director. Like, I think I think we have to give a little bit of credit to the movie if that's like. I don't think it's necessary. Like some people have like said these things, and then. He's like, oh yeah, that's what I meant. I meant that the entire time. Like, I don't think he lost this. I try, I just tried to turn loss into a verb and it didn't work there. Um, I don't think he Damien Lindendorf this or... Um, He's no Soderbergh. Um, what was the other lost writer's name? 
Carlton Cuse. Yeah. I, and it's Lindelof. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Go watch Leftovers. <laughs> you know, we're not asking the important questions. And that is, who wears a Jaws shirt to the beach? <laughs> that kid wanted some stuff to happen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we, I, 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 I think we've exhausted the political conversation a little bit. Yeah, I'm breaking out these jokes. <laughs> yeah. But I would anyway, you know me. It's it's, it's to, to put a bow on it. Yes, we probably should get I should probably give the film a little more credit than I'm giving it. I think if the movie was more elegantly finished, it like I don't know, just like the visualization of the ba- the ballet and the fight and the cross-cutting. Oh, that was and, incredible. Yeah, that I, no, I, I think I it was an interesting uh, idea, not executed well. Like when they kept crossing the people who are at the carnival with the people down there doing the same stuff, it just threw me off so much because I was thinking of logistics and how this came mm-hmm. to be and how all these people were just at this no, one location. Some, some of that didn't make I sense. I think for Red's sure. monologue also drives the movie to a halt, and along with those scenes Lauren just mentioned, where the the hour before that movie was just a perfectly oiled machine of suspense and fun and humor yeah and, and suddenly i'm wondering how all these people have the same yes. outfits for every day that these other yes. people have <laughs> again it doesn't ruin the movie like we discussed early but i it, that that i was thinking about that stuff too not listening to what lapita was talking about as much it's an interesting re- world building reveal but again, it like you stop and think about it for half a second and it's going to start hurting the movie a little and bit. And it really made me question the tethered because it's like there's this connection, but they're obviously it also independent. It's easy to get out they're, there. Yeah, they're independent because this whole coup happens and you couldn't have that if you're mimicking someone else's things. But then you have that scene where the boy, where Evan Alex walks backwards and the other one does mm-hmm. the same exact thing and kills himself. And that made yeah. no sense to me. It's just like I want to. I want to understand the rules, but like I know I'm not supposed to look into it and just accept it. I think the rules of that make a little bit of sense because it also coincides with Red and Adelaide's story. In that, at a certain age, the it it seems like the connection is a little less is a little more flimsy. You have a little more freedom and autonomy, even if you can end up becoming tethered again. Yeah, uh, you know, like I think that worked more. If, if, if you think about it, I think you can rationalize that a little bit. But but also, I think that moment is really great, too. So I'm not worried about it. Like, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, beat. I thought it was great because what it allowed for, when you just see mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o's character, like, stand up in the... Like, she's obviously... She's not hidden, but she kind of is because dark colors. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just such a great <laughs> oh, yeah, reveal. You're like, oh, no! That was not as good as Hereditary's hiding in the dark reveal, but um, yes, that was. Yeah, a good but one. I prefer non-naked old men. Oh no, you're talking about that other one. <laughs> no. Never mind. Yes, um. <laughs> I, I think um, I also I just love the visualization of her monologue though because I don't know it it just added that creepiness factor to it and it added that like it put Are you, you talking about the shot the split dialer shot yeah the how you can see both of them in focus yeah, yeah. but it puts you in the perspective because. So, because Adelaide was in the background and approaching, it made her seem more villainous or more like the foreboding character. And it, it forced you to kind of see things from Red's perspective as she was reminiscing and as she was talking. And it, it forced the viewer to take on her feelings and emotions, which I thought was very smartly done. I did not 
feel her, like I said, but I'm glad you did. And um, Ben, do you have any thoughts on the ending uh, and how it, because you were the biggest fan of this and I'm just interested to see how that, that okay, hold on. Played out also, to what extent did all of you predict it? Like completely like from the first time we see them together. <laughs> the no, girls. well, I I didn't go there when they said that she doesn't lost her voice. I yeah, was like, so oh yeah, that's true. Probably again. Again. I was just like, yep, they switched. Yeah. yeah. But I wasn't thinking about it in the movie. But I, when we oh, got I to was it, I was like, sure. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially because we saw that scene in the trailer. And like you were saying, Zach, that not seeing the trailer might have made this more impactful. I don't remember her grabbing her neck, which apparently happens in the trailer. But um, yeah. Uh, ben, share some thoughts on the ending. I The finale worked for me just like, and like you guys said. If you question it, it does begin to fall apart. But it's mm-hmm. like I... As you I was watching up. it both times, yeah, it worked perfectly for me. And I... Um, I think what one thing I, I just I love about this movie, just in general, not the ending is but I mean I do I love the ending, but the as John was saying, he's not you know, he hasn't seen a lot of horror. I have. And the fact that this movie was able to kind of completely throw me off almost every turn, except for that reveal at the end, is I I think that's an achievement in its own right. Like so when Winston Duke, you know, goes into the boat when um I'm sorry, what's the other guy's name? I'm really Tim Heidecker. Uh, when he's following him, I leaned over to Zach and I was just like, he's gonna use the flare gun. I would hate <laughs> you if you did that to me. I know, I felt bad. I'd right punch you in the face so but, hard. <laughs> but it's because they met he mentioned it earlier, it's like, oh, you didn't get the yeah. flare gun and he's using the flare gun in his boat. So you are my like dad. This, so it's just this. <laughs> That's the only time he talked to me in the movie. Just putting that out there. So, well, there's that, but it's also like he misses. He hits the wall, and it's like yeah. I would never have guessed that. And then it just leads to the boat shuffling, and they're you know beating the shit out of each other, and you can't see it. And I'm like, that's. That's so great. And I, I figured they were all going to have their kind of separate stuff for a while, but it's like, nope, they pretty much immediately regroup after their initial meetings. Yeah. And then... They just have that time at the table. I was really excited when they left the house and got away. I was like, even though like they show Lapita on the beach in the movie, I was just really engaged to see where this movie was yeah. going to go next. And that, that whole next sequence with like with the the other family, it's like, oh, it's OJ. And I'm like, you fucking assholes. Just going to yeah, be Adelaide so and the others to show up. And then they all get like just slaughtered. Like, instantly. Oh, when the daughter shows up? <laughs> oh, God. It's like, just what stab. the hell? Like, I would, like, I, that. Now, was God. it a surprise to you there that it was global? Well, that's what I was just going to ask yes. you, because we all like, predicted the one part, but then, like, it never crossed my mind. It's like, oh, it's just this one family and two, or, okay, two yeah, families, like, but I didn't think families, it was going to... kind of weird. Yeah. I was just going to say, these home invasion films are so insular all the time that I didn't mm-hmm. think to think global. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when Winston Duke in one house or something. Winston Duke's double starts yelling to another yeah. voice. Yeah. On, that's where so, I was like, oh, it's happening everywhere. <laughs> at first, I thought that was uh, Shahadi's yeah. double. I, and then yeah. I realized, like, later, it's, uh, God, what's the other guy's name? It's like Tim ben. Heidecker. <laughs> yeah. So they're like BFFs in real life and as tethered. So I was just like, this is well, so I don't cool. know if it's necessarily I don't know if the Tim Heidecker one. Into it. Yeah. Exaggera- <laughs> it, yeah, exaggeration. But, like, I, they, are, they go back and forth. And I thought that, oh, man, just. Yeah. That whole reveal, and it's like that second layer where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, there's more than one family, and then, oh shit, it's everybody. Like, yeah. It would have been cool if the reveal, like, if we would have got a bigger, 
more epic reveal of the the global aspect of it because we we only get that kind of kind of shittily like purpose TV. purposefully yeah. well, shitty it's just like signs when joaquin phoenix is in the yeah, closet exactly Hold on, pause. is this like global though or is this just in america well yeah our, our nationally america. i guess nationally because okay. there's that yeah. line too nationally. who are you where americans we americans what yeah. happens yeah. if your um your tethered goes across the country like what if they go international because you can't follow them then they just keep walking into a wall. Those are things we don't want to think about. But I um, think about those things because my brain is stupid. <laughs> um, no, it's a valid question. But I guess, I guess I guarantee you Jordan Peele will be like, yeah, don't worry about that. That's not the point. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you could feel the tether, like, no matter the distance. It's just for this, mm. it worked that they were in the same location. Yeah. Well, that's why that scene, like you said, is so... Because the, the cross-cutting between what's happening above them... Versus yeah, but like some of those people so could have come to the yeah. boardwalk from hours away. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of people's other favorite moments from this movie? Um, the motorboat when he dies in the motor. <laughs> <laughs> we just oh, great. the best part: Winston Duke headbutts the motor to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just such a great moment. Yeah. So what happened? I did not. I could not tell what fucking happened when he killed his daughter. Yeah, that was confusing, too. The motor turned on, and he got yeah, sucked he was, in. He got ground he up. Climbing, yeah, he was climbing up, but on the engine, like, on the propeller. So then uh-huh. he just turns it on, and then just, he gets grinded. Oh, got- I thought he stabbed him in the face. Like, I thought he ducked, no. and then he stabbed himself with the scissor. No, he no. hit his face on the engine to, to like, turn it on. Because remember, he had to keep hitting it on the side? Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember that. his face looking weird, like... I was like, why is he so fucked up? And then, I okay, that makes more sense. And I love his, <laughs> when he walks back up, he's just like, boats are done. I'm, I'm done with boats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was great at all the little calling. Like when she's like stabbed through the sunroof and she's like, she's right there. She's right there. Yeah, it's like, yeah obviously, dude. <laughs> it, also, the, the entire car sequence when they're trying to decide who gets to drive. Based on who yeah. has the higher yeah, kill, count. <laughs> kill count, was incredible. Yeah, I love how nonchalant they were about murdering people. <laughs> I killed myself and Josh. I get yeah. to drive. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that chase sequence, the the her on top of the car sequence, mm-hmm. just because it kind of like the way it kind of slowed things down. It was just a little. It, it had a different enough vibe to it that it felt like uh it felt fresh and different for a car chase I, sequence. I did like I did like that bit where it's like where well, you're gonna want to back up, buckle up, wait what, and then just fucking revs yeah. it. Oh, that was. I love yeah, how I she love ran how over the car though. Was. That was like, great. When she just went to town on the girl in the bathroom with that putter. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like the first when she hits the first one just down the the uh, the railing into the table is just like damn. Okay, yeah. you you all are getting like. <laughs> like pent up at me for like kind of sympathizing with the mass genocide of like an oppressive force <laughs> and then you're all like um, self-defense john po- self-defense uh arguably also uh, self-defense appreciating filmmaking the, the though again the the way that the the friends family um tethered murder their their doubleganger fast it was well yeah but it's like it also then it like contrast with how the the main family how they handle you know i guess you can argue red has a be actually this is the only actual emotional beef in the whole country 
between the tethered. So that's and, why yeah. she wants the monologue. And they have different rules. But it was a little jarring to see how quick this it was. This is why you later. don't separate yeah. from the group in a horror film. <laughs> well, I also loved... Um, I... Uh, so I, I, I only noticed it my second time through. Uh, you guys may have noticed it on your first, but the 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 Elizabeth Moss uh, doppelganger tethered has has marks on her cheeks, mm-hmm. and that's because Elizabeth Moss' character oh, had, had like, had, like, face, had, like uh, a facial pre- the cosmetic yeah surgery. she had like a yeah oh. surgery so it's like the marks weren't fixed so that's why she tethered. cut herself yeah and, like the implication of the Jason the boy being the reason his doppelganger's face is all burned up was pretty fucked up too since he likes yeah. to play with matches and stuff like yeah. that. Um props to Evan Alex by the way too for like I don't know if he played the apparently his doppelganger's name is Pluto. Um, yeah, they I don't say know it in the movie. Yeah, they did say it in the movie. Yeah. They say um, all of them when she introduces themselves. Oh, they all have names. The, okay. the only one who doesn't is Red. She um, doesn't say her name. Uh Pluto if he, I don't know if he played him the whole time or not, but props to him for being creepy as fuck as this. Yeah, like, yeah being able to crawl like that has got to be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like some like mama shit with like the kids like in the beginning of that movie. Jesus Christ, that's it's so scary and like mama. To, and it was like the Grudge too, like that just the last, like, very this kind is the of the first like, time someone's mentioned Mama since it came out in 2015, probably. Mama I mentioned it because it's the movie that doesn't kill the dog. It's amazing. I love that movie. But it's awful. I love that movie, but Speaking I know I'm I'm in the minority of that one. I don't like it. I thought it was fine. Uh, and I'm just saying, like the way Pluto moves, like it's like those are the best of like those creepy kids, but then also like the animalistic movements. Like God, he was so creepy. It just like it was like growling and then purring almost. Good stuff. John, you got any last bits? You didn't you didn't share your favorite part. You seem horrified that we were gleefully enjoying murder <laughs> Um no, I I really like Is it murder or suicide? I'm not sure if it's my favorite part, but I think just one of my favorite aspects is the way in which Jordan Peele can switch into comedy in the most mundane parts so quickly and so naturalistically. And so gracefully, so yeah, I I love the his ability to do that. And again, I think the standout here is, like, I know we were going off a lot about the societal meaning and all that nonsense. Lupita Nyong'o is phenomenal in this, and any actor slash actress that can play multiple personalities or depictions of like the same quote unquote being or character in one story should immediately like rise to the top. Hashtag. So Tatiana Mislani. Oh, I was gonna say James Mac. Have you seen James Black? McAvoy. That's you. But she does it especially well in this because I don't know. She like not only her depiction of Red being this terrifying, calculating, precise, menacing, like vigilant, vigilante. Excuse me. To like Adelaide, maybe one of the other villains of the movie who's just like you guys are saying, trying to survive and save her family and save the life that she's built and seeing the moments when she slips into her old past. Like it's all just brilliant. And Lupita Nyong'o is amazing. And I know she's already won an Oscar, but give her more. Um, does anybody have anything left to say about us? 
I think mm-hmm. we're a great group, and people should be listening to more of the stuff we put. Oh, I was wondering when uh, that was going to happen. The movie's great, actually. <laughs> the movie's fantastic. Yeah. It's a great song by Regina Spector. Ooh, way Which to bring it back, John. played in the next podcast. The theme music for this song is I Got Five on it. Without a doubt, just that's actually worth mentioning. Well, no, that, that one song, song that plays iconic. with the rabbits are just <laughs> zooming out slowly yeah, on the rabbits. Oh, that that's, that's going to be the closing oh, music. If, did, <laughs> did any of you guys stay until the very end? The closing mu- music at the very end of the credits was terrifying as well. The, the uh, whole the music throughout the whole movie, like the actual score, yeah, I thought the music was phenomenal. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved. I lo- I also like. I don't think I'm going to listen to the Beach Boys for a while now because that's just. Oh my god. The good vibrations vibrations. playing before they all get slaughtered. Jesus. So Um, I I texted, this is related, I swear, but I texted my sister just telling her that I'd seen the movie because she saw it this weekend, and all I got in return was just like five gifts of rabbits. (laughs) If you guys, if John or Lauren wants to come visit uh, Ben and I, we'll take you down to the Santa Cruz boardwalk. It's only like an hour away from here. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) And we'll go search for We'll go search for that wizard's (laughs) hole of mirrors and stuff, see what happens. I love the way she fucking and actually when she took the owl out yeah. and it jumped out. That was yeah. amazing. I love that. Like, Without missing again. a beat, it didn't even not scare again. her. She was just like, "Fuck you." I also will say, I know we okay. talked about it real briefly, but I actually I really liked the scene, the like crossing back and forth between the ballet performances and their fight in the tunnels with the remix of "I've yeah. Got Five on their It." Fight. I thought I thought that was really powerful. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that, the best part of that. Was oh yeah, the remix it fits so well with that specific that, scene. That song's, yeah, that remix is fucking brilliant. Like it was perfect for that, and I, I just, I really did, I did love that. Like that final confrontation between the two was just so cool. How like she was, was so, so like kind a of composed and like robotic. Yeah, and just dodging it all. It was just like watching what's her face in like Doctor Strange fighting him first, or. Oh, the maybe uh, Neo, the, the, yeah, the ancient one. Yeah, she's just like ducking out of the way and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so yeah. Like I thought, I would have not been surprised had she killed her in that scene. I was kind of surprised when Adelaide won. Well, I think that was the thing. It's like you know, Red was. Well, just that's when to you know they do actually then, go yeah. into it being who it is, so it makes sense. But at the time, I really thought she might die. <laughs> The part of it, too, is, like, Red was trying to torture her, and Adelaide was just like, I need one hit. Just give me one fucking hit. It's all I'm gonna need. And she took it. Like, mm-hmm. um, That's gonna do it for us, the movie, <laughs> um, and this podcast. Our next episode, we said last week was supposed to be 500 Days of Summer, but it is actually this one, so that will actually be next week's movie, 500 Days of Summer. We had to delay our Because I'm an asshole. Bit, and since we... We saw us. We thought we'd put this out sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. So come back for 500 Days of Summer. And until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. And you can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middleofroad.com. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter when you'll get updates on when we post written content on the website 
and podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row, hashtag no the. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch 500 Days of Summer. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Thank you.